This Hawk Talk is brought to you by the NSU Wesley Foundation. The NSU Wesley is a Methodist campus ministry dedicated to serving the community. Every week, they serve a free lunch for NSU students, faculty, and staff from 11 to 2 on Wednesdays. This is quickly followed by Club Sammy, a program geared towards feeding those with food insecurity in the community. Finals week, students can get free breakfast, lunch, and dinner from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. at 405 South Going Snake Street, Tahlequah, OK. For more information, call 918-822-1913. Hello, welcome to Hawk Talk Teenies Podcast. I'm sitting down today with head coach Jason Havens for the Riverhawks and Obiogu with London England Forward. We are here to discuss about the men's basketball team, state of the season, and preparation for the MIA Conference Tournament and seeking to make the NCAA Division II Tournament. Thank you both for taking the time to sit with me today. Uh, let's find out more about the men's team. Uh, my first question for Coach Havens, uh, your team started off strong, going 5-2. and two. The first win was an astounding score of 128-42 to 42 against Bay Cone. What was working for your team during that period? We have a, a skilled group. Uh, our strength is, is our ability to, uh, to dribble, pass, and shoot. We've got really good shooters leading the league at that time in field goal percentage and still second uh, overall in our league in, in field goal percentage and, and three-point percentage as well. Uh, led the league most of the season in, in three-point percentage. So the strength of our team is our, our skill level, our shooting ability, uh, and, and our ability to share the ball. Um, we still lead the league in assists. Uh, so we, do, we did a lot of things well offensively. We were, we were pretty formidable uh, when we were at, at, at full strength. Uh, we, we were pretty di- difficult to go. Hard, uh, played at a, at a good pace, shot the ball well, inconsistently, but we, we're a team that could sit down and guard as well. Uh, so uh, we're, we're trying to get back to that now uh, at the most important time of the year. Uh, and if we can put it together, uh, looking to make a, a run uh, going this week and, in, and hopefully into the conference tournament next week. Now, what has been the team motto and why has that stuck with you guys? I think the, the thing we try to emphasize with our team all the time is is having a high standard. Uh, we talk about standard uh, all the time, uh, and they're probably tired of hearing about it. But uh, we say best is a standard. Uh, I think that's that's uh, it's an easy concept, but it's it's hard to live up to. It's hard to hold yourself and others accountable to. And I think that's what brings the best out in, in each other. Is is uh, you know regardless of the day, regardless of the opponent, uh, if if you're playing to your standard and, and doing what what you're capable of at the highest possible level, success will follow that. And so we we just really try to emphasize size, giving our best effort, giving our best focus every opportunity that we get. You guys have recently found yourselves in a hole with a seven-game losing streak, uh, players injured and sick, as we talked about earlier. Uh, what was your strategy trying to regroup your team and keep the motivation continuing each day? Well, it's it's life. Uh, you know, you got got some negative circumstances. Our big thing is is it, it doesn't change our standard. You know, just for kind of following up on that last answer. The guys we have available, we're, we're asking for their best every day. We've been through some some different lineups and some different uh, combinations. When when adversity strikes, you got to keep going. You got to keep showing up. You got to keep doing the work, and you got to keep believing in in each other and what you're doing. And and to our guys' credit, I think they have. Um, we've experienced an unprecedented amount of of adversity, and and uh, it's unfortunate. I hate it for them. I've done this 25 years. I've never been in a circumstance like this, but all I know is to show up and do the work and try to get that across to them. And, and I'll give them a lot of credit. They, they've shown up and, and and they're putting in the work. And even when they're not getting the results that, that they've, they've, they've worked for. And, you know, the, 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 the cruddy thing about athletics is the team that works just as hard going into a game 
can be on the losing side. Uh, you know, I think we've worked just as hard as we have all year uh, to not see that result. I think the big thing for us is to show up and do the work and trust that that we can make it go our way. I, I give our guys a lot of credit. The different iterations of our lineup that have been healthy and able to go have shown up and worked. Uh, and so I, I still believe that we're going to get the results we've been working for. I love that answer. Uh, your team leading scorer, who is Christian Cook, who was uh, recently sick as well going out. Uh, you said about six weeks, is that what you said? He was, he was in the hospital for a solid week uh, on oxygen and then then out for an additional week at home. Saw multiple doctors uh, and then trying to just get back in the flow. I mean, it, it's hard. I mean, there's a reason teams practice every day and it's it's because it's important. So he he was kind of thrown back into it on very little practice. And and he, you know, he's a competitor. He wants to go. Um, but you miss you miss the the reps. You miss the timing. You miss the conditioning. There, there's so it, it it's not just instant that you throw someone back in and, and get the same results. So he's working hard to get back in the flow. And I trust that that, that he's going to be at his best this week when we need him. And uh, so give him a lot of credit in, in that regard. He's he's uh, he's fought through and, and really over, overcame a pretty scary health situation. I mean, I can remember visiting him daily in the in the hospital over there and you see someone hooked up to oxygen that's in the prime of life and a, and a good athlete. That's scary. Uh, and so, you know, trying to get to the root of what was causing that. And I think, you know, seeing multiple doctors and, and working through that is he's back and, 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 and healthy. And so now we just got to get back into the flow on the basketball side of things. Definitely a competitor averaging, you know, 16.2 points a game, you know. So OB being a senior, one of the top veterans averaging four rebounds per game, what progress or change have you seen recently from the previous years? Definitely the way I see the game. Um, I feel like I've been able to, you know, slow my mind down before. Um, previously, I saw a game in a different sense. So sometimes I make mistakes that were very avoidable. But now, like being in this program is understanding, like just to take your time, read the floor, be in a situation. And um, playing the way that we play helps me do that because it's always, it's not like a set offense. It's really coaches trusting players to make plays and we have a lot of like leeway to make our own decisions. You know, of course we have entries and stuff, but during the course of the game, it's really just like what you see and the reads you make and what the de- uh, the defenders give you. So I feel like coming here, my game's definitely changed from an IQ standpoint. I see it from a different light and like ways to affect the game in different senses as well, like without having the ball. And uh, what kind of impact has Coach Havens left on you and what can he carry on after your scholastic athletic career here? I don't think that's just a straightforward question because I think it would start from three years ago when I came on my visit. The impact started from there. Like I knew from the first conversation we had, I knew this was the destination for me. I knew this was the place to go to take my game to the next level. As well as there is a lot of on-court stuff. Um, A lot of the stuff I will take away is definitely off-court, just the way to wake up and attack the day. Even though, as we've mentioned, adversity, um, you have two choices. You either let it, you become a victim to it or you rise above it. So the circumstances that we have been and gotten out of um, will really stick with me moving forward in my career. And what did you see in Obi and recruiting wise and everything as well? I, I listened to him answer that first question, and I've I've coached for a long time. His his basketball IQ is as high as or higher than than any player I've ever been around. He sees the game. Uh, he can he can see what's what's around the corner, and that's a, that's pretty rare, unique quality in a player. He really understands the game, and so he makes those around him better. So that's key for us, as he mentioned. A lot of what we do is reads, taking what the defense uh, or trying to take advantage of how they're playing, uh, what we're doing offensively, and and he's he's been great at that. I'm really proud of Obi and his his progress and and he fit us I knew style-wise coming in but but he was even better than than what I expected and 
that's that's not easy because we, we we demand a lot. We ask a lot of our guys, and he's he's really he's he's been built for that. Uh, you know, he's he's taken our coaching, and um, but what he brings naturally, just the way he sees the game and understands what needs to happen, and his ability to make others around him better uh, unselfishly is is you know it's it's you, you know he's going to be very missed in in terms of you know, what he brings to the not only the locker room but the floor. I mean, he's a great teammate, uh, but but on the floor he really makes things go. Uh, so we will definitely miss that, but we'll miss miss being around him too. He's a great person. Uh, I'm so proud of, of what he's accomplished. I mean, he's already got his bachelor's degree, uh, started in grad school now. And, and so that's that's our goal for every player that comes into our program is to leave here with a degree. And he's accomplished that. And uh, he's, he's made a very big impact on our program, starting where we were when we got here uh, and, and helping us to build it where we want to take it. So how do you manage your social life, classes, weights, practices, and just... And what advice could you give to the younger generation as well? Me, I feel like we're spoiled here because, you know, we get the luxury of a really concise schedule. So, like, you know where you're meant to be, like, in terms of study hall hours. Um, the coaches, are, especially Coach Hannah, on top of us of making sure, like, take time to actually look at our work, do our work and stuff. So, for, like, stuff like that makes makes it easier to have a social life because if you stay on top of that and use the resources given to you, then you have the time. As I've gotten older, I, I, I like to keep myself to myself. So, I'm not really as social here, but in terms of my teammates and stuff, like, pretty social around that. So, I, I make the time, but it's right now, like especially during season, it's just schoolwork and basketball, and I'm not really complaining about that. So, and how is grad school going? You know, compared to bachelor's degree, it's good, especially because I kind of like took a little change. So I got my bachelor's in psychology, uh, but now I'm doing my um, MBA for business. So I took a little uh, change in focus. At first, the first semester was first couple of weeks was a bit rough, just you know learning and catching up and stuff. But now I like it. I really enjoy the the classes I'm in right now and what I'm what I'm taking in. So I'm enjoying it right now. That's awesome. Yeah, Coach Havens bringing in his new staff member, Jace Pratt. Uh, what did he bring to the table that stood out to you? I've known Jace uh, going all the way back to his high school days. I, I remember watching him play, and I know he, he played at the junior college level and then was was a student here. Uh, we had a GA that had an opportunity to go take a job on a Division One staff very late in the process and knew that he was already in grad school and, and knew his family. Uh, so it, it, it was a natural. He was the first call we made and his background in, in basketball and his understanding. And I knew, knew he wanted to coach. And uh, so it, it was really a, just a very fortunate for us that, that he was in grad school here and was interested in that opportunity opportunity and he does a great job with our guards he understands how to play and he, he even through the the last you know six weeks or so here when we've needed a uh, an extra player he can jump in there and still play uh, he, he he may be the best shooter in the gym some days uh you know he, he holds the state record for for three pointers in a in a single high school game and he did it he did it one half at <laughs> 14 threes in one half we like to give him a hard time about that like you know he could have made one in the second half and it made it un, unreachable but no he's been a great great staff addition uh he's 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 about the right thing He's a, he's a hard worker. He understands the game and he definitely adds a lot to our staff. And, and I know he, 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 our players benefit from his, his experience and his passion. I love that being like, you know, fresh coming in and understanding the game at this type of level. Your current and previous assistant coach, Lucas Hunter, what impact has he had on the team since he has joined the staff? There, there's not a better young coach in America. Uh, and I, I'll stand by that. I've, I've done this again. I've done it a long time. I was an assistant for 15 years and I thought I worked my tail off and did a, a, a solid job for the guys I worked for. And uh, he's a lot better than, than I ever was. And he just does so much. I'm, I'm spoiled because, you know, he takes so much off of my plate. He understands, uh, you 
understands everything about running a program. Um, you know, he's he's more than ready to be a head coach, and that's going to happen before too long. And uh, so I'm trying to enjoy every day we've got him on our staff here. He's passionate. Uh, he loves our guys. He would do anything for them. Everything that we believe in as a staff and what we're about in, in our program, he embodies. And uh, one of the hardest workers and best people that I've been around. So uh, love Coach Hunter. And I think our guys appreciate, you know, what he, what he does to, to put them in, in a position to be successful on and off the court. And that's what you want as a head coach uh, for your staff is, is just, you know, caring for the players making sure they're they're progressing academically, making sure they're progressing as players, being someone that they can count on, uh, you know, in good situations, bad situations. They know that door's open and that he's always there for them. And uh, for both of you guys, who is y'all's role models growing up inspiring your passion for basketball? In terms of basketball, it's a weird one. I feel like because I didn't really, like growing up, I didn't watch a lot of NBA and stuff. So in terms of an NBA role model, I'll say Dwayne Wade. I just liked his work ethic, like just the way he played. But in terms of like in and around me, I think just the people, like my friends growing up, like just seeing that like every day, like just they wanted to work, made me want to work just as hard. So like, and just seeing where they're at right now in their careers to this day still pushes me. Because even though like they're my peers, I look at them and like, that was really my motivation. Yeah, for me, that's that's a pretty easy one. It's my dad. Uh, my dad was a high school coach for, for 38 years and very successful. And so I grew up in a gym, grew up in a locker room, sitting on the bench at his games and had an opportunity to play for him in high school. And, and you know, my whole life looked forward to that opportunity and uh, being excited to play for my dad. And, and I've learned so much from him, not only basketball, but just, just you know, how to be a man, how to treat people put players first and care for them and, and demand the best of them and, and uh, kick them in the tail when they need it and hug them when they need it. And I think that all started just watching watching my dad uh, interact with his teams and literally grew up in a gym, learned to count on a scoreboard. So there, there's no bigger influence on me uh, in terms of basketball than, than, than my dad. I know you played for here for two seasons um, under the Hall of Fame coaches, Ken Hayes and Larry Gibson. So what have you learned from them and how have you tried to apply that to your squad and everything else? Yeah, I, I tell our guys, you know, I'm I'm a product of what I've been around. I'm I'm not a, a an innovator. Nothing we do is is anything we've invented or created. But I was really blessed in kind of a unique situation. I played for actually four coaches in college in four years. When I transferred in here, uh, it was it was Coach Hayes's last year. Didn't know it at the time, but he retired. You know, you take from Coach Coach Hayes, it's just passion, his love for life, his love for his players. Uh, he was up every day. Uh, just just I mean, he he brought life to the gym, and it was always positive energy with him and. Uh, uh, probably my my biggest influence in in how I run a program comes from Coach Gibson, and I, I played for him for a year, and then had a chance to work for him as a graduate assistant here as well for two years. And so most of what we do, while maybe not identical, but style wise, comes from from Coach Gibson. You know how we approach planning practice, how we run a program, how we do our study hall, all that stuff. Coach Gibson has a huge influence in that, and, and he's still around. So you know, I, I think he he likes that that uh, one of one of his own is is back in in the program now, and he, he comes to practice, he's at all the games, and he's a great he's a great mentor for me. Still. Still uh, can run stuff by him and he'll come by the office and bounce ideas off of. But but both of those men, uh, you know, true NSU legends, uh, a lot of success on and off the court. But I think if you look at the, you know, the, the long term, the, the impact that they had on the players that came through the programs, you see the success and, and, and the number of number of players that came through that, that became coaches themselves. And, you know, you take that from those those men. So Coach Hayes and, and Coach Gibson can't say enough about them and just the influence that they've had on me as well as many others. And for you both, uh, last two regular season games left. Um, if you guys do secure the wins, how would those wins assist for the preparation for the MIA tournament? 
uh, we all know in the locker room, especially that the next two, or this week in general, not just the games, is huge. Um, our approach mentally and physically has to be as sharp as it's been all season. Um, winning the two games 100% secures us moving forward and uh, just puts us in a right place going forward, understanding that, you know, there's still a job to do. And the goal is to make it to the tournament. And we're all confident that that's something we can do. So this week in general, especially the games are, are huge for us going forward. I think it's a program. You always have a goal of playing in the postseason. And we talk about that at our very first meeting. You've got a limited number of opportunities uh, on your schedule. Uh, you've got your, your pre-conference season and you got your conference season. And if you do what you're supposed to along the way, that, that earns postseason opportunity. And, and we're right there. Despite anything that's come our way, this was and is and still can be a very good team. Uh, like I said, we were we were on the elite end offensively, uh, you know, going back six weeks and whatever's come our way, we're, we're showing up, we're doing the work. If, if we can get it to click again, we have that opportunity to play in the postseason. And I think that's important, especially for our four seniors. We've got we got senior day, obviously, this Saturday, and they're going to play their last game on, on our home floor at the event center. And, and we want to send them out well. And, and that would mean, you know, putting ourselves in position to advance into that postseason as well, all, all at the same time. Uh, so it, like like Obi said, this is a huge week and I think they understand that. And, you know, I think I think uh, when you go through some adversity can give you an opportunity to, to, to go places that you wouldn't have otherwise if you use it correctly. And we, we've we've emphasized that with our guys. So um, we're, we're looking to have a great week of preparation. Uh, we have two home games in front of some of the, the best fans in the country. Our, our, our students have done a tremendous job of, of turning the event center on game night into an intimidating place to play. Our, our guys appreciate that as a coach, I appreciate that. It's fun to see. I think it's part of a, a, a college experience that you can't get everywhere. Uh, we travel. We, we play road games. You don't see the same atmospheres on the road, and and I think players in our league would tell you that this is a great place to play. So we we need them to show up big this week. We need our guys to show up big this week, and and all those things combined would give us an opportunity to to advance to the postseason next week, which I know all of our guys are are, are wanting desperately. Uh, and if you're playing in March, uh, that's that's a good thing. Uh, you you want to be playing into March. And as a college basketball player, that's that's what you work for. So we have that opportunity right here in front of us and, and want to take advantage of that opportunity this week. And I was going to talk about how the student section has been such an impact, you know, starting next Wednesday for the MIA tournament, you guys will be in Kansas City, you know, from Wednesday through Sunday. So, you know, trying to play under more, I would say, just a less craft from what a student section brings, you know, it's a really good momentum starter, you know what I'm saying? I love that. Uh, both very genuine answers for both of you guys. It was great talking with you both. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, I cannot wait for the upcoming games ahead. Just get your tickets at goberoxgo.com. Thank you for listening to the Hot Talk Teenies podcast. You can find us at industrynews.com, Spotify, or follow our social media pages at Teeny News on Instagram, Twitter, and the Northeastern on Facebook for the latest industry news. The NSU Playhouse invites you to a night of laughter and fun with five women wearing the same dress. The show, written by Alan Ball and directed by NSU's own Dr. Robin Pursley, revolves around five bridesmaids avoiding the bride who they all secretly dislike. Starring both current students and alum, the show will take place at 7.30 p.m. on April 10th through the 13th at the NSU Playhouse located in downtown Tahlequah. The show will also be the fourth Golden Llama competition presented by NSU Drama. Student organizations with the most members in attendance of the show will win the Golden Llama Trophy. Who will be the student organization with the most members in attendance? Purchase tickets for the show at nsuplayhouse.ludus.com. That's nsuplayhouse.ludus.com.